podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to the Fantasy Premier League 2023-24 season. Uh, my name is Joe and here we will focus on player positions, which midfielders will become forwards, which defenders may move into midfield and so on. Joining me to see who is on the move potentially is Fantasy Football Scout editor Neil. Welcome, Neil. How are you? Why are you enjoying the break? I have to say, yeah. Well, yeah, um, I say like me, FPL fatigue towards the end of. You say yeah. break, but you're working. <laughs> so That's no, true. There's no break for you. It's a different kind of work, to be honest. It's the pressures off. You get to do more longer reads. You know, like I'm doing the, the Bernie research for for the okay. promoted side, and it you take longer on these articles, and and with it, there's a bit more. I think detail comes out because you're, you're less pressurised to get these articles turned around and I don't actually my favorite time of the season for writing because oh. you get to explore um sort of different different subject matters as well you know like um bonus points and uh home advantage and things like that it's it's a lot more little nuances and avenues you can take beyond the, the weekly scout picks and differentials and things like that so quite nice I suppose for our own research as as as, uh, as humble managers in the game um, also, we get um, whenever the game launches at some point later this month, maybe in June or or July, um, we get a good you know good month or so to to prepare for game week one and uh, prepare yeah. all the potential mistakes we might make. Um, but one of the changes is that each year positions do change as well. Um, so to timestamp this, it's mid June. The game has not launched yet. Um, but we're going to have a look at the sort of potential position changes and also those that people are talking about that actually might actually be a bit unlikely. Um, uh, as, as ever, do remember to uh, press that like button if you if you're enjoying this content and do remember to subscribe as well. So you can keep up to date with all our latest videos uh, and podcasts. Um, so first of all, really, I mean, there, there's some hard and fast rules with FPL, aren't they, with player classification? So, you know, certain defenders are definitely defenders and certain midfielders are definitely midfielders in the game. Um, so, yeah, what, what, what is that um, the classification then? So, yeah, I mean, we start with defenders. Who, who are defenders? Mm. Yeah, so it, it's we get this to be every year, but William, whether Salah should be a forward, but it's mostly to do with team sheet position. So where you are on the team sheet. So for defenders... It's pretty simple, really. It's centre backs, full backs, and wing backs as well. So you might see, um, for example, uh, Pedro Porro and Perisic were, were very much advanced wing backs last season at Spurs, but they were wing backs on the team sheet, so they are classed as defenders. So that's fairly that's fairly straightforward. I think the the thorny subject matter becomes when it's midfielders and forwards and. Um, yeah, do you want me just to segue on the midfield? Yeah, 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 just keep going. Yeah, yeah. just keep going. On yeah, it. I'm just, I'm just listening away. So, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, central defensive midfielders. That's pretty straightforward. So you, mm. you can't is before yeah. we move to Saudi Arabia, of course. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that's fairly obvious. Number tens as well. So we're in a in a four two three one, uh, or um, two number tens as you get these days in, okay. in sort of three four two one formations. Wingers and wide midfielders. So there's your Salah, mm-hmm. your Salah and your sons. So. Even though their attacking stats mm. are much superior yeah. to half the forwards in the game, maybe most of the forwards in the game, um, they are on the flank on the team sheet, and that's traditionally what FPL gotcha. takes into account. So, it's so not where takes... you end up. It's not heat maps. It's only thing. Like it's it's your position on a team sheet. Right, yo. Okay, so um, so for example. But what would happen, say, for example, was say this happens sometimes with Salah. Um, you know, two out of thirty-eight games, he's actually the central striker. 
um, in a yeah. match. So do they take that into account? They they take some starts into account, but it'd have to be more significant than that. Okay. So it's it tends to be in my experience, I've been doing sort of five years writing articles on, on this, tends to be a majority. So okay. if you are if you see a start at twenty two matches as a forward and fourteen as a winger, chances are you're gonna be classed as a forward next season. Okay. Um sometimes if it's if it's a split they'll just um stick with what they've got. You know, okay. if it's if there's any kind of uncertainty, they won't change for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, forwards, yeah, as you'd expect, lone strikers, mm-hmm. uh, strikers are playing a two-man attack. So, okay. uh, if, if a team plays four-four-two, for yeah. example, then both of those will be forwards, and the central striker in a in a three-man front line okay. as well. So, you know, in Liverpool's case, that would be Gakpo, mm-hmm. Firmino, um, whereas your Salas and your Luis Diaz's would be midfielders. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I mean, imagine. Um... You know that Liverpool are going to be quite key to this because there has been some yeah. position changes, particularly towards the end of the season. Um, I know we'll speak about uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold later, um, but oh, he's of course moved to a more de- a midfield role uh, f- for country and club, um, and as well with uh, with Liverpool forwards. So many are forwards, but then they're they're, they're playing out on the wing or as number tens, yeah. and then um, yeah, and and so on, and with the midfielders. Uh, up front so I mean that's probably a good place to start isn't it really because Liverpool's probably where most of this sort of player reclassification action is going to happen um so um let's have a look at um Jota and Gakpo okay Jota is a forward but he's not he's been a midfielder (laughs) according to this and Gakpo is a midfielder in the game or was but he's as you said he's playing in the, the central role the Firmino role um yeah so um, how likely is it that they're going to change? I think very likely. Okay. I think this is the likeliest, certainly the likeliest high-profile change mm-hmm. that we're going to see. I mentioned Gakpo there in my introduction as a forward. Of course, he, as you said there, George, he's not at the moment. No. Because he entered the game as a midfielder in January upon his move. But as you see there, yeah, um, these are the two players that will, I'll bet my house on it, uh, mm-hmm. these two changing. Um, Gakpo, uh, I think he's made 17 league starts in total. Mm-hmm. All but two of them have come as the centre forward if you can mm-hmm. call it that of course yeah. they do drop deep they drop mm-hmm. wide but on the team sheet he's the middle figure so uh, I'd be absolutely astonished if he didn't move into a forward and similarly with, with Jotner as well who um, has played certainly in the past for Liverpool and for Wolves mm-hmm. um, but this season he has been mostly used on that left so okay. yes injury affected his campaign mm-hmm. um, I think he only made 12 starts this season I believe mm-hmm. because of because of those layoffs but only two of them did he start as that central striker okay. um, where Gakpo has ended up and where Firmino was right, yeah. beforehand. So he's been, yeah, job sharing of sorts with, with Luis Diaz in the running. We'll see how that manifests itself next season. Maybe they will play more, Jack will play more of a central role. But if we're basing it on last season, and that's, that tends to be where FPL do, mm-hmm. the season just gone, yeah. not forecasting ahead, not looking two seasons back, the season just gone, then Gakpo forward and Jota midfielder. Okay, so um, in terms of Diaz and Salah, they just will remain as they are, midfielders, they are what they are, they yeah. play on the wing yeah. as well. Darwin Nunes, no, he's a tricky one. He is a forward yeah. in the game at the moment. He has played as that central role, but then Gakpo came in and I haven't really seen him since play there. He's mainly played on the left, if, if at all. So surely he would move, wouldn't he? Well, Klopp said this himself. He doesn't quite know how to get the best out of Darwin yet. He's he's um, mm. not sure whether he, he fits that 
sort of selfless role as Gakpo and Firmino are doing. Uh, he's more of a goal getter, and has he got that ethic, that work ethic to play on the flank? As as you know, Klopp likes the high press and things like that. So I think they're still figuring this out themselves. I, I still think he will be a forward. Okay. Um, almost twice as many of his appearances were came were through the middle. Um, and yes, it did seem like he was playing on that left quite a bit towards the running. Uh, I think Klopp belatedly gave him another another run in the game in the, in the side as a central striker towards the end of the season. But uh, yeah, they're looking at a sort of two thirds, one third split in terms of starts. Um, most of them coming centrally. Uh, that includes substitute appearances as well. Um, so I would I would think he. he Retains his uh, forward status for next okay. season. Okay, so uh, a lot um, to um, going on at Liverpool there, and we haven't even spoken about Alexander Arnold yet. We will do a bit later. Um, let's move on to another forward or midfielder, which, uh, depending on uh, which uh, which side of the Rashford fence you sit on, um, Marcus Rashford um, plays uh, plays on the wing mainly, mm-hmm. but he has played up front, um, but. Uh, also for England, just this week, uh, he was you know, he dazzled on the wing again, not up, not up front. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kane has got that central striker role um, for England. But for Manchester United, um, he is a midfielder. Could he change into a forward or will they keep him in that sort of, you know, that Salah definition? He mainly plays on the wing. Yeah, I think they will. I... I... Before I start researching this this piece for the, for the site, I thought he would maybe be more likely than he actually is to change. I didn't know the the um, the balance of appearances until I until I researched it. And actually, I spent a lot of the season on that left. It's because of Martial being injured and then Ronaldo leaving and and Veghorst. I need to even finish that sentence. Yeah. Um, it did seem like Rashford was the main goal threat for much of the season, and he was their top goal scorer. Um, it brought the double century for FPL points as well. But actually. Looking, looking deeper into it, um, only fifteen of his of his thirty five appearances were uh, okay. starting through the middle. Of course, during the game, he might end, end up at top up top if Martial's withdrawn, and then maybe Sancho was thrown on or um, uh, Garnacho or someone like that, and Rashford moves centrally. But it tends to be starting positions for FPL, and he has got a majority of uh, appearances on the on the left wing. Um, so again, I think he will stay the same, uh, like Darwin. Um, particularly as I mean they, they don't I don't think they consider this but I'm sure my United will move for a forward this summer I'm, I'm sure they'll have to sign the striker yeah. even if it's not Harry Kane so yeah. I, I think you're going to see Rashford playing the most okay. of his appearances on the left flank anyway next season Rightio so I mean obviously he's going to get a price hike we spoke about uh, potential price yeah. rises yesterday oh, yeah. on the on the video and uh, there's an article on that and a competition as well uh, ahead of ahead of um, of that more details on on the YouTube channel uh, our YouTube channel about that um, but nevertheless, it is good that he's going to be a midfielder because midfielders get more points, uh, more points for goals. Yeah. And if you're a goal scorer on the wing, like Salah is, for example, you, if they're still a midfielder, that's fantastic. Um, so that that could be good news. Could be good news. Um, l- probably less popular as an FPL option, Brennan Johnson. He's been sort of in and out the side for Nottingham Forest, uh, but they did feel a bit more settled um, towards the end of the season. I mean, they signed famously. A bit like Chelsea signed like almost everyone, <laughs> and um, and but but sort of an eleven has sort of emerged. Um, but Brennan Johnson, he started as a forward um, mm. in terms of FPL classification, but he's not really a forward, uh, and uh, he, he hasn't got that central striker role at Nottingham Forest, has he? 
No, and, and I remember Mark uh, Southerns, formerly of this, of this Shire, um, saying last summer when, when he first came up that he was a wide forward, even when he's starting right. as a, one of the two strikers. He's like so far drifting to the to right. the flank that he was ostensibly almost like a Salah type of t- touch map. Um, yeah, he started up, up front this season. Uh, Cooper was playing that formation he used in the championship, so that was like a 3 4 1 2. So Johnson was, uh, you know, in a in a front pairing with another striker, but those tactics did evolve as, as the season progressed. So we saw four three three used for a while, and Johnson yeah. was was um, out on the on the flank of that, and then latterly towards the end of the season, especially in in tougher games, then we had a slight tweak of the wing back system, and that he had two attacking midfielders okay. supporting the one central striker, and that one central striker was uh, Taiwo Awani as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it's looking at it on transfer market, which is a good resource if you're not aware of it. And then there's roughly an even split okay. between him playing as an attack midfielder or a winger in those two formations that I just mentioned, or as a part of a front two right. or a, or a lone striker. Okay. So yeah, it's fifty fifty this one. I think I, I would I would reclassify him as a midfielder because of his um, because I would play extra extra waiting on what happened at the end of the season, you know, like in the second half of the campaign, he's mostly playing as that, and you would think that formation would continue next season. So, I it's as I say, it's it's probably fifty fifty, but I would personally, I would I would reclassify. Him. There there is an article on Fantasy Football Scout um, by yourself um, about this, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was just looking through that, and it got it mentions Brendan Johnson in there um it's got a it's, it's worth looking at because it's got some heat maps in there but i mean looking at his heat map i mean he's very much on the wing um obviously yeah. there are some central performances in there but you it would be i would say you know possibly remiss of, of fpl to look at a heat map like that to look at his position to look at his starting position each match and to consider him a forward he, he does seem like a midfielder um, but um, yeah, one to consider perhaps when Nottingham Forest's fixtures um, uh, get get better. Um, Brentford's fixtures um, are pretty good to start off with. No Tony because he's uh, got a mm. several month ban um, for uh, uh, betting uh, issues. Um, but that does present some um, uh, interest in some of their other players, particularly Brian and Bomo. Um, now he's down as a forward in the game, yeah. twenty twenty three. Um, but he like like Brendan Johnson, like Salah, he, he, he's on the wing. Really, he's not really playing that central role. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So he was reclassified last summer. He was a midfielder in his mm. first season, and then was reclassified as a forward. Yeah. I think they might switch him back. They should switch him back. Really, yeah. if they're if they're, if they're being uh, consistent with the criteria. So last season. Um, if you remember, uh, sorry, I'm talking about 21, 22 here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Thomas Frank used a a three five two for much of the season, so okay. it was the wing back system, and it was up front, Tony and Mbumu. So that's you know, and they were right to recategorise them as a forward. However, they have been playing more in a four three three this season, okay. and in that, Mbumu plays as a, a winger. So yeah. even when Tony was suspended, as he will be for quite some time, then it was Wissa playing as the as okay. the Middle figure. So Mbumo's always been on the on the flank of a four three three. Yes, when they do play that wing back system and they reserve that for the big six traditionally, then he plays in a two up front. But the breakdown of his starts: twenty two starts as a as a winger, and fourteen as a central striker. Uh-huh. So really, if I guess I say if they're being consistent, then he should be moving back to midfielder, and that would be great because um, 
extra point for goal, extra point yeah. for clean sheet. Yes, that's offset slightly by the bonus points rewarding forwards more, but it doesn't doesn't make up for it. You always get more as a, as a midfielder um, for goals and, and clean sheets. Uh, by the way, when when mm-hmm. these players do get reclassified, I will go through and work out what they would have got last season. That'll be an article on the site. Yeah, see how many points they would have benefited oh, from. But that, be Bumo, really handy. yeah, that was. I think Mbumo. I mean, what did he get? He roughly double figures. Was it twenty uh, attack and return something like that? Maybe tennis goals, and then quite a few clean sheets as well. So maybe he would have been about maybe fifteen points better off. He was already riding quite high in the in the forwards list, so I think he might have been top ten midfielders as well. So, um, given that he's going to be possibly on penalties as well next season, because certainly for the first half of the campaign yeah. when Tony's suspended, mm-hmm. and his attacking numbers without Tony are absolutely insane. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he's, I've, I'll have it written down somewhere, but um, he's he's scoring like a goal a game without Tony uh, since Brentford came up the Premier League. Wow. Um, part of that is penalties, of course. But yeah. he, and Brentford's fixtures are very good for the, for the opening third of the campaign yeah. or quarter. I suspect he's going to be in a lot of uh, game one drafts. So I mean, given especially if he's reclassified. Yeah. So I mean, given given the likely price rises for you know the likes of Rashford and the Arsenal midfielders and Haaland, etc. Um, he, I, I I suspect you know his price might go up a little, or it might stay the same. But he's going to be a, a value player. I can see he, he, I can smell template every time I look at a picture of him. Yeah, um, it just looks. Just, I can just see him. He's going to be in a number of teams. I'd be. I, I suspect his ownerships could be somewhere around the twenty-five, thirty percent mark, as as Tony's was. Um, but um, yeah, and myself included, um, definitely a player that I've highlighted. Um, Wissa, um, Wissa from being reclassified could be reclassified, perhaps because yeah. he's a midfielder at the moment, isn't he? He is. It could, it could be a Jota Gakpo situation where you get one going one yeah. way, and then and then the other going the other way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he he was as I say that whenever Tony was out, uh, we said deputised through the middle. So it was um, uh, Mbumo and, and Sharda either okay. side or Lewis Potter, and then we said through the middle. Uh, however, I think over the course of the campaign, he has still played more right. on the flank of a four three three. So if they are still focusing on on total appearances and then the split, then he should still okay. Uh, remain as a midfielder, but depends how it depends how forward looking they are. I guess I guess if, if Tony if Tony's out until I can't remember when he's due back January February, um, you would imagine that Wissa would be would be a forward until that time. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in 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 either formation they play, he would be the, the central striker. This is with the um, you know disclaimer that they don't sign anybody else. Yeah, which they, okay. they might do. They could make a loan signing or something. Till January to see them through. They are still, I'd say, a little bit short. I mean, they've got um, that front three I just mentioned and Lewis Parker come back. But apart from that, they haven't got much waiting in the wing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did um, bolster their, their front line. So it's quite, it's quite uh, tough. But, I mean, just to, it's quite tough for FPL actually with with these uh, yeah. position changes because they've got, I mean, they've got their hard and fast rules as, as we described at the beginning. But then you've also got, You've got to assess where they might play because someone's suspended or if someone gets injured, mm. for example. And of course, that's going to change from whenever the game launches to whenever the actual matches start in August. And then people say, oh, you've got that wrong. He's clearly a midfielder and a forward. But I guess at that stage in July, they might have been. But it's, it's quite hard to second guess. And this in Brentford's in particular case, because, um, you know, they're, with Tony out, that's it. It's, it's going to have to it's going to have to change. And you're going to have to sort of guess where they're mostly going to play. Um, 
yeah, it's, a, it's quite a, quite a tough job. Yeah, they, they traditionally haven't done that. I mean, they, they, they've tended to just look uh, in the past or in the last 12 months as to what happens and, and tended not to be forward-thinking. Ah, okay. um, I can't think of many examples where it, it's been this yeah. obvious where someone's yeah. going to, you know, change positions yeah. from where they played last season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do because if they are using the old criteria, then he, he stays as a midfielder, but maybe they will okay. um, make the odd exception. Um, and of course, um, just before we go on to some of the, some of the others as well that could possibly change, um, I mean, it's, it'd be remiss of me not to mention John Lundstrom here because he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been playing for what fourteen, fifteen years, and still he's the only one where they actually got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's that's yeah, pretty they're... impressive, isn't it? Over fifteen years or so. Yeah, I remember back in the day, I sort of made noise where there was some. High-profile gaffes. I'm sh- I'm sure Andy Carroll came in as a defender when he was mm. an academy player. He was just on our bench like one day. He was yeah. like 17 or something, and they listed him as a defender. But yeah. since then, it, they have got more professional about it. Mm. Um, yes, there might be a few, you know, grey areas, disputed yeah. territories, midfielder forward. But I mean, shocking ones like that, Lundstrom. I can't think of a, a mm. more like blatantly wrong yeah. classification than that because yeah. he, he had never ever played as a defender ever no, no. Um, and I don't, I don't know where they got that from no. so I mean it was it, it served for a great story but I think the, the as much as that uh, brought interest in the game I think they, they like to avoid accusations yeah. of amateurism yeah, yeah, no, that was. Um, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think that's actually impressive that they own only one high-profile one. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. in, in all of those years, considering all of the players they have each year, um, and I think it was also there's also a bit of an element of dumb luck about it in that John Lundstrom happened to be amazing and score loads of goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. it, it was, um, you know, he could have he could have gone totally under the radar there. He could have yeah. just just been a defensive midfielder, exactly. not scored, not yeah. assisted, nothing like that. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, impressive. Um, I, I also say that because I actually hope they get it again. I hope they get another. They find another John Lundstrom, and then even if it's deliberate, just to help me out <laughs> would be good. Um, let's have a look at some of the rest of the players. So, um, yeah, who else will change? I mean, I've got pictures of Alexander Arnold and Richarlison on, so we'll, we, we'll come to them in that. But um, Brighton. Uh, we'll start with them. Brighton are uh, interesting. Um, and CISO um, was down as a forward. Mm. But I, I, I mean, wasn't quite clear where he would play, but I did get the sense that he, he's, he's not, he's not the central striker. He doesn't really no. play in that front two. He might play up there at certain periods of the game, but he seems to be more of a wing guy. He seems to be more of a sort of a number 10, an attacking role, but yeah. not the central striker. So do you think he yeah. might change back to a mid to a midfielder? I think so. Again, again, this is one I picked up for the article, and I think based on last season's appearance stats, then he, he should be. Yeah. Depends how de- if they look as deeply as I do <laughs> into yeah. these uh, into the appearances. So yeah, it's maybe not immediately obvious if you didn't follow Brighton or if you weren't, mm. um, uh, you know, um, writing articles such as these. But yeah, he played pretty much everywhere, didn't he? He was both flanks, number ten. Yeah. Uh, yes, he did start. I think one or two games. I think it was his, his first yeah. game. Uh, against uh, Forest that he started, yeah. he was central forward that name. But I think um, that was his only one, just mm. only start up yeah. top. And it was it was mostly Ferguson and Welbeck. Yeah, occasionally Undav will play there as well. Um, but he's he's mostly been relief for um, Matuma March, mm. and then 
McAllister, who of course is now gone, so he may get more of a chance yeah. in that uh, whole next season. Um, yeah, I think he should. He should. Uh, yeah, nine, uh, seven starts. I think it was in the final nine games. Only one of them was as a, as a central striker. So um, based on that, I'm gonna, he really should. So catch you on the hop here. Um, I'm interested in Pedro uh, if we move from Watford yeah. to Brighton. Um, yeah. So my assumption, I thought, because of the money spent, that he would be sort of replace Welbeck and be the central <clears throat> striker. But a, a lot of other people <clears throat> have said that um, it, it, that might not be his role. He might be more um, uh, uh, in a sort of number ten or, or winger role. But I don't know how much you know about um, Pedro from his from his Watford time. We've done a scout report, actually. Mark uh, okay. Mark tackled this for the site, so I'd. Uh point everybody in, in that direction. Just looking at his appearances now for for, for last season, he did play um, across the front line again, partly on the left, mm. uh, sort of second striker role as well, but he has spent quite a lot of time centrally. Ah. Uh, and he was he was a forward previously for um, when he was last yes. in FPL. So uh, they might they might stick him as a forward, even though I don't necessarily think that's where he'll, he'll play. No. I think even, even he's, I saw a quote from that scout report saying he's, he's best Playing off a off a central strike, right. he's not he's not a, a line leading man like like Ferguson's got the place to do that. Welbeck's got the, yeah. the graft, I think, to to do that. But I don't think Pedro's that type of player. Okay. Um, and Deserbi typically plays in a what like four two three one or system like that. So I would think he's more likely to be a, a number ten or a yes. That's what that's what uh, um, inside um, forward. Yeah, people are more familiar with him. <clears throat> have said. Mm. And uh, the reason I ask that is because Brighton, like Brentford, they start off well. They're good fixtures. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some price, mm-hmm. price hikes for their players. Matoma's going to get a price hike um, um, and uh, and so on. Um, so you're sort of looking for value. And 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 it could be that, that, that Pedro could be the one. But it might... It, I think if he's listed as a forward and he doesn't play there, I think a lot of his owners... I can see a price fall for him because a lot of his yeah. owners might be annoyed because he's perhaps getting more assists and not the goals um, there. So, I mean, it's he's, interesting. Interesting. He's never been prolific, actually. When you look at his, no. his scoring record, he's not really, you know, like he, I think it was 11 goals last season in the Championship. So, um, not like a, a, a Mitrovic type or a, a, even a Solanke. He was come up from the second tier with a big yeah. goals hole behind them. So, yeah, I don't think he'd be playing up top. Really. No, I think I think Deserby will be looking to have him as a sort of um, can play in a, a variety of places. Um, yeah, I'll move on because people are wondering why we're talking about Pedro for ages. <laughs> well, I was just interested because he's going to be a new player um, there. Um, lots of other players because possible changes. Um, Richarlison amongst them. Down as a forwards. Um, Harry Kane is there. Harry Kane, as far as we know, will still be there. If Harry Kane is still there, Richarlison can't be a forward because they only have one forward who have, plays every match. Well, this is a bit like, yeah, this is a bit like Rissa in that mm. if Kane goes, then they would have to overrule what happened last season. Yeah. Uh, and second guess Richarlison mm. playing up top, which he might. But yeah, based, again, based on last season's criteria, he was almost entirely mm. uh, on the right or left of the Spurs attack. Right. Um, very rarely did Kane not yeah. play. Uh, in those appearances were restricted to like, yeah. even in the, even in the, in Europe, Kane was playing quite a lot. Um, so he should be a midfielder, mm-hmm. um, based on that. Uh, the only obvious, the obvious one I had down mm. as a definite, yeah. as as a player that other people have mentioned, that was Lewis Hall okay. at Chelsea. Yeah, uh, going from a midfielder to mm. uh, defender. He's actually a midfielder by by okay. uh, yeah. trade. He learned as a midfielder in the academy, but has been playing as a left back or okay. left wing back. 
Um, so you think he'd move to a defender. Right, yeah. um, and we mentioned briefly when we were talking about player prices, we mentioned Everton players um, because, I mean, they're still a team in flux um, and and they're, they're, they'll probably have to go into the season with what they got, maybe one or two more. Um, but that could be the likes of, say, um, Gray, for example, has been, was, was periods of the last couple of years at Everton has been, has been pretty good, um, a pretty good player. Um, but um, he probably could be moved to forward, isn't he? I, I don't know. I think now we're getting to the realms of, of um, possibly rather than lately. Okay. Uh, so if you're looking at just what Dice used him as, mm-hmm. and he came, I think he arrived in, what, game 22, yeah. Dice's first match. The Greer was, was 80% of the time used as a central striker. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason for that was because Calvert-Lewin was injured, of course, and what they else had in reserve, Mope and uh, Ellis Sims, the, the young young kid, um, Daesh used him through the middle, Damari Gray. So okay. based on that, then you would expect to be a forward. Yeah. But then they would have to disregard what happened before then. So under Lampard, he was mostly on the on the wing. Okay. So he still got more PMs as a winger last season than he did up top. So that's why I'm a little bit uncertain okay. whether they put weight on the Daesh era um, than, than the Lampard one, or if they just look at it as a whole. Mm-hmm. In which case he's probably going to stay as a midfielder. Um, Aston Villa are potentially interesting. I mean, they've only really got one striker now that Ings has left. It's Ollie Watkins. Um, I think Archer, I think, has been on loan to Middlesbrough. Yeah, Middlesbrough, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so assuming he'll be back because they, they need another striker. Um, but it could be that some of their midfielders become forwards. So they've been played as a sort of support striker type role. Um, yeah, likes of Buendia, Liam Bailey, would they move from midfield? Yeah, I think this is in long shot territory. I think this is still pretty unlikely, but it's it's possible. I mean, it, if you look at Villa's formation since Emery took over, it has been a four four two, or with narrow wingers. Not quite a four four two on paper as you'd expect it in the olden days, but and part of that has been Watkins playing alongside uh, um, a midfielder, really, uh, who's supported him in attack as a second striker. So that's been Dia some of the time. It's been Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, McGinn played there once as well, but it's it's generally been Buendia and Bailey. Okay. Uh, again, a bit like Gray, really. Um, I, they've still got more appearances last season as midfielders, so that might that might um, be a, a welcome uh, start for FPL Towers. They might just avoid the difficult decision and just say, "Well, look, you know, they made more position, uh, more appearances as a midfielder, so uh, we'll leave them as they are." But it's a, it's an interesting um, debate we had next summer. Maybe if they continue like that, I do think Villa will have to sign someone else. Yeah. Um, is to complement, especially if they're playing in Europe now, to pr- at least provide backup to Watkins and possibly play alongside him. Mm. Um, but they have been almost playing up top, slightly withdrawn off Watkins, but okay. pretty much alongside him for half a season. Um, and there are some more uh, as well players that um, that are, pro- are in that sort of probably won't change, probably unlikely yeah, to change. Almost definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, Pascal Gross is one at, at Brighton. I mean, he's he's very versatile. He can play pretty much anywhere um, in a team. Um, and he has been used a lot as a right back, but that's been sort of filling in for people. He's been sort of filling in. Yeah. There's always someone to fill in, so he's always going to yeah. play. Um, but he could be an interesting season because with McAllister gone, he is next in line, penalties. Um, and if they don't give yeah, it to yeah. one of the forwards, it's going to be mm-hmm. Pascal Gross on penalties. Um, or uh, Stupinan as well. He, oh, he took uh, oh, penalties for Ecuador. It did. Um, he did. He so scored against yeah. uh, Australia, I yeah. believe. Um, and he yeah. scored, um, you know, from uh, not from the spot, but he scored for Brighton as well. Um, 
Pascal Gross, will he be moved to a defender? I mean, will we get a Graham Alexander? <laughs> no, we won't. I'm, I'm almost certain we won't. Uh, he, he actually only played um, nine games as a right back. It seemed like more, didn't it? It seemed like he was there every week. Yeah, uh, yeah way more appearances as a midfielder. So he'll stay as that, I'm sure. Um, there's a few other players like that uh, who are who are filling in. Um, off, you know, first one comes to mind, of course, uh, maybe yeah. ruining your link here, yeah, Joe, but yeah. Alexander Isak yes. uh, was... The, pre- the prevailing memory of him will be as a left winger for many yeah. FPL managers. And we would think, oh, you know, he spent loads of time on the on yeah. the flank. He actually didn't. He, it was, he spent way more time playing as a central striker okay. in his first season at Newcastle. Yeah. There was that six or seven game stretch yeah. where he was he was operating on the left foot. Most of the time he was playing through the middle and he'll be yeah. a forward again next season. And I think we'll see uh, a reversion of the, the um, shared pitch mm-hmm. time. Won't, there'll yeah. be games where they do start together, but there'll be few and Far between because we've got the Champions League. Yeah. I think one will be playing Premier League, one will be playing Champions League. Yeah, uh, and we'll bolster our options on, on the wings and in the field to uh, avoid yeah, that. I think, I think a lot of people from last season, um, it's one one of the pivotal moments, wasn't it? With uh, yeah. you have a choice: get Isaac or Wilson for Newcastle's double. Yeah. And uh, I obviously got Isaac, who did nothing, and those who got Wilson oh, uh, would have yeah. got dozens of points just in one yeah. week. Um, but nevertheless, that will cloud people's judgment. So people think, oh, left wing, I'm not going to bother. But as you said, he, he is basically, could be, he will be the forward um, and they will have much more matches. They will have uh, more matches. They will have uh, Europe as well. Um, and, yeah. As a Newcastle fan, what is your instinct as to who will play domestically and who will play um, in European uh, matches? I don't know. I, I'll be honest, it's still a bit of living in, in uh, denial that it's actually happened that we'll be in the Champions League next season. <laughs> but um, I think there'll be more of a job share. I think I okay. think there'll be a, a division of okay. of labour between the two two strikers. I don't know. I don't think there'll be necessarily one playing in Europe and one in, at home. There might be, um, mm-hmm. you know, one suited to a certain mm-hmm. opposition. As how said before, he's picked Wilson mm-hmm. uh, against teams he's got a good track record against. Mm-hmm. West Ham was one. So I think there'll be more of that. Okay. Um, it just depends who else we bring in. I think I think to start the season with, as with every club, I won't be considering that in my FPL selection until game week five or six, which yeah. is when the Champions League kicks in. Yeah. For the first month, rotation is not going to be a problem anywhere, really. Um, which is why he'll be you know bright or appealing for the first three games because the fixtures are good, and you know Deserve is not going to rotate that much. Okay. He will <laughs> as soon as Europe starts, and that's when you need to be paying attention. Um, another player that has moved positions in games uh, and has also been a bit of a bit part player at times uh, to share minutes is Alvarez, uh, World Cup winner, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. uh, he's behind a certain Erling Haaland. So that's going to be tough for him to get in that central striker role. But he has basically filled in for Haaland whenever Haaland's not available. That's been his main role, even though I have seen him a lot in, in a sort of support striker role. Yes, start actually. He's actually um, uh, had more as a you know like a De Bruyne figure, so like a number eight or a ten in that system where they play that you know a two three five whatever it is now, and and the Gundogan and De Bruyne push up. Yeah. Alvarez has often played that De Bruyne role um, in the start eleven. The only thing is he hasn't had many starts, um, and when he has come on as a substitute, it tends to be for Haaland. So factoring in just starts, then it's fifty fifty ish. But if you include in substitute appearances, which they surely will, then um, he's mainly been Haaland relief, and uh, I'm sure he'll be afforded again next season. Okay, one. I mean, um, I mean, over the years there's been various tactical shifts. I mean, obviously away from two strikers, often three up front. 
um, uh, more more teams playing wing backs, for example. That's something we've seen over the last decade or so. Um, but we, we had a new a new invention. Uh, well, not that new for those who follow football. Uh, inverted fullbacks. So you've got the, these fullbacks, and they're suddenly in midfield. Um, and we've seen that with Trent Alexander Arnold has been been sensational for club and country. I mean his. Wow, his pass from that role uh, for Saka's goal for England yeah. last night. Uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, those are sort of amazing. Um, uh, but yeah, so Alexander Arnold, John Stones, Sinchenko um, mm-hmm. at Arsenal yeah. as well. They're doing it um, down as defenders. They're basically midfielders. Um, what what is FPL going to do with these guys? I think they'll leave them as defenders. I think there's a debate to be had if this continues next season as well. Um, it depends how we, as I said at the, right at the start of this, team sheet is very important in FPL uh, in terms of positional classifications. So it's how you set a team sheet up. Do you set Liverpool up in a four-three-three, and then Alexander Arnold's right back, or do you set them up in a two or three-two-five as they play on the ball? Yeah, and then Alexander Arnold is a midfielder. So <laughs> this is a bit of a, a dilemma for FPL, I think, longer term. I think their get out this year is that it's only a formation Klopp turned to in the final like eight or nine games. And Alexander Arnold has still played the bulk of last season as, as an orthodox right back, even if he was very attacking. So I think he'll stay as a as a defender. But you know, another year of this, then they'd have to have a, a serious think about um about what to do because mm. you know, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, the three teams we're talking about here, they all play with inverted fullbacks. They spend so much time in possession. Yeah. That he's going to be more there than not. You know, he's not. He's, yeah. He re, he retreats mm-hmm. to a right back role when when he's out of possession. But they're on the they're on the ball for yeah. sixty seventy percent of the game. So yeah, it's a tricky one. I think I think they'll stay as defenders this season. But um, I mean, Stones has done again a bit like Alexander Arnold. He's, he's part of the season he's played there, but the other half he's been either mm-hmm. a, a normal right back yeah. or a centre half. Zinchenko is, I suppose, the the exception to this because Arteta's played this system. Mm. All season, yeah, uh, to an extent. I don't think Zinchenko inverts. It's not as obvious because he doesn't have the same like, attacking thrust as as, no. as Alexander Arnold does. So you don't no. see it as much. No, but he has done it all season. So he's the he's the sort of um, guinea pig, I suppose, because mm. he has played in that inverted fullback role all season. So if it, if one was to change, it would be him. Okay. So, um, so it sounds it sounds like for this this year, the likely scenario is they're going to just stay. John Stone's still going to be I a think defender. So, yeah, Alexander still a defender. Zinchenko still a defender. But, um, um, I mean, look at looking at that for the following season after that. So we're real crystal ball gazing for the following season mm-hmm. after next. Um, the game should be adapting. I mean, as it has had to with wing backs, for example. Um, I mean, that was when I first started. I can't think of many teams that played with that. Um, but then it was just then it just became, um, you know, teams like say che- I think che- Chelsea were one of the most prolific of doing that. They they were terrible. And then I think it was game week seven or eight. They played Hull, I want to say somewhere or Huddersfield, one of those teams. And they switched to wing back. And suddenly Alonso was incredible. Suddenly their wing backs were amazing and suddenly Chelsea were much better and, and so many other teams have, have, have tried that um, uh, mentality but yeah but that that's led to another position change as well because there was arguments I remember with was it v- Victor Moses um, at Chelsea was <laughs> yeah, um, a blast from the past as a 
I think he was down as a midfielder, but he was a wing yeah. back. So there was a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, go on, make him a defender, make him a defender. Yeah. Um, but he, that was the thing about the role of the wing back. Are they actually a midfielder or are they a defender? Um, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, um, the current system doesn't quite take into it, still take that into account. Although you've said that the wing backs yeah. are considered defenders. So Victor Moses in defense, please. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, actually there's probably been less less chat about it this season, and there has yeah. more summers on the site. There'll be there should be a radical overhaul of the positions. Yeah. Um, I've actually not seen as much of it this year. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Maybe people have just accepted that that's not going to change now. Yeah. Longer term, you would think they would have to have to adapt. But I think you know part of the reason mm. FBL is so successful is that it prides itself on its mm. easy, you know, easy yeah. to pick up on. Yeah, you don't want it to be too complicated. Four positions, yeah. and you know. Um, you start breaking it down into attack midfielders, defensive midfielders, you've got to have one from each and yeah. then it becomes less pick up and play. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, longer term, there's, there's more debate to be had, especially about the inverted fullbacks, but uh, <laughs> they like to keep it simple, do we have PL Towers? Okay, so we've got, we covered a lot of players there. I mean, how many will we get right? How many wrong? Um, you know, will um, will FPL um, not move them or, or do move them? Um, did we miss anyone out? Um, yeah. Do leave those views in the in the in the chat below do do leave your comments there um who you think and and why um certain players should move um but for now um neil thanks so much for joining me um it's been been fascinating to chat about uh player positions and and sort of and get the the, the gist of what FPL may or may not do um with them it's always going to be of interest for us um but uh, do remember to like the video if you enjoyed the content do obviously remember to subscribe um, to uh, keep up to date with all our latest videos and podcasts. Um, but for now, Neil, um, take care. Good luck with the season. Good luck with um, the uh, the nice and easy um, writing that you've got coming up um, before the chaos starts at some point in August. Um, but um, take care, Neil. See you soon. My pleasure. Bye-bye.